Welcome to the 16th episode of Medaco Talks, our series of live conversations with the people making and shaping the future of digital assets. Our guest for this week's show is Alfonso Gomez, who is the CEO of BBVA Switzerland. Alfonso has worked across the world in many capacities for BBVA, including running the global private banking business from New York and running the UK business from London. Alfonso is a big proponent of digital assets and he recently spearheaded the launch of a crypto trading and custody service at BBVA. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the possibilities of Finance 2.0 and discussing whether large and progressive banks like BBVA are well positioned to take advantage of it. So remember before we start that if you ever miss an episode of Medaco Talks, you can listen back on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts, actually. So enjoy the show and welcome, Alfonso. I will start with a little question about your background, because, you know, you must be one of the only tier one bank CEOs out there that uh, has been involved and curious and actually proactively looking at cryptocurrencies and digital assets for a long time. Uh, can you tell, tell us a bit about your background and, and how you got involved in these markets? Okay, no, thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having me in this uh, in this um, uh, Metaco talks. I'm happy to to join uh, this this event. Now, regarding um, uh, my interest in 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 this um, new space in, in crypto space, um, obviously, you know, I have been I have been uh, running the business in the financial. I, I will call 1.0 uh, the traditional assets, uh, the traditional financial uh, market for more than 27 years and and since you know exactly how you know this uh, traditional markets works and this is something that you know i can i can face uh, in the corporate banking side in the investment banking side in the global trade finance side and, and, and private banking um since 2009 when bitcoin start i have to admit that you know i I didn't uh, believe on 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 this new uh, blockchain technology. Nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody, nobody did. And and actually, I had to say that some of the people who was working really close to me, very good visionaries in 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 that time, they said, "Hey, listen, you know, you have to take into account this because it's going to be big." Say, you know what? I don't really trust it. It was, uh, I think, it was in the 2010, 2011. I moved from Madrid um, uh, to New York. And obviously, you know, New York is a quite big hub, and there are many talent people talking about uh, this new uh, crypto uh, space. And I was, you know, I would say uh, slightly more interesting to to understand uh, where was the the new path of this new crypto space. But I would say that the, the big milestone uh, on on my mind uh, was coming from. Two, uh, two factors. The first one was my team here in, in Switzerland. I have a great team. And they are always you know, trying to figure out uh, what is the next steps, uh, what's going on in the financial industry. They love to be out of the comfort zone. It's are not the typical bankers that are you know, quite uh, comfortable in the, in, the, in the financial industry, in the 1.0, uh, in the business as usual that we are, we are obviously uh, running. And they, I would say, shake me up, you know, a little bit and say, hey, listen, you know, you think about Bitcoin, 
say, from 2009 to 2018, you know, there are many years and there is still something that is keeping ongoing and is becoming more and more interesting. So I decided to go to Singularity University to take the executive program um, with uh, many different uh, goals, but the, the, one of them was to understand exactly what are the mega trends in, the, in this uh, new space regarding technology, regarding uh, digital space. And the second one was put uh, really being really focused on the blockchain technology. So when I understood how the blockchain uh, technology uh, works, I came back. I uh, talked again with uh, part of my team here in, in Switzerland, and we decided to, to, to start, um, you know, dipping on in this uh, new space, which I think is I think is amazing. I think it's wonderful. I think that this space will bring uh, huge opportunities for 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 everybody. Um, that's uh, that's my that's my view. Thank you, Alfonso. And you know, you, you speak about cryptocurrencies, and you had the, this training. But uh, last time we spoke, you were enthusiastic about things that go way beyond cryptocurrencies, things like peer-to-peer uh, -peer trading, about uh, the decentralized finance ecosystem in general. So can I ask, how do you think, how transformative do you think this ecosystem as a whole uh, can be for finance? Um, not just cryptocurrencies, which we, we will probably discuss further in the, in the next, uh, you know, next element of our, of our discussion, but what about uh, digital assets and blockchain technology and decentralized finance as a whole? How, how transformative is it? Yeah, I think I think is obviously that's that's my that's my personal view, and and I I can be wrong, but um, um, listen, I, in my view, I think uh, we have to be able to to combine 1.0 that I mentioned in your in your previous question with this new space with a 2.0. Okay. I, I don't think uh, I don't think that if you are dealing in this in this new in the new crypto space, you don't have to put one eye in the uh, traditional uh, market. Okay, but I will I will I will like to to share with you um, a philosophy or concept. Is um, in the last one hundred years, I think that uh, this new the financial markets works like, a, you know, you have the capital, the equity, okay? And from the capital, you transfer to the stocks or to the shares, however you want to call, okay? It has been in the financial industry in the last, let's say, 100 years, okay? So you are dealing in the financial markets and you decide to become a capitalist and you decide to buy... IBM shares, you go to the traditional markets and you buy IBM. Very happy, right? So you are part of the company, okay? It was the big movement in the industry. And it will be, it will be in the next years also. But we have to be able, you know, to understand that this traditional market, this traditional market is introducing new technologies which could procure to move from the capital to the assets, okay? So the traditional market move from the capital to the shares, the new space move from the assets to the tokens. This is the big mm -hmm. movement. 
this movement, there are a couple of details that I think are critical. The first one is how big is the assets, how big are the assets for the wealth management side that are not bankable? Big question, right? 300 trillion? Hmm. You know, it's big, huh? 300, 300 trillion, okay? And if you analyze how has been the evolution from the web, the history of the web, have a look to the history of the web, okay? You can, you can, I will, I will emphasize that three big states in the histories of the web, of the internet, you wanna, you prefer to say that, okay? The first one was the information economy. Pretty obvious, right? You have a, you had Yahoo or these different uh, apps, and you can, you know, find information, Economypedia, all this kind of uh, Wikipedia, all these kind of uh, new apps. Okay, which is which is fine. The second stage, I think, is the platform economy with uh, Facebook, all these uh, social networks, which is. Is the, is the current timing that we have been living here. And nobody have any doubt, you know, that the, 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 the digital uh, uh, or the social networks are becoming more and more important. And the third one, and I think we are about to start, is the token economy. With the token economy, we have to be able to understand that each single asset in the world, you can digitalize. If you can digitalize, you can create liquidity. And if you can create liquidity, you can change a big portion of the financial sector. So the name of the game is, from my point of view, to understand where are we coming? 1.0, where are we going? 2.0, and how in this particular timing, we are able to combine both worlds. That's my view. And regarding DeFi, no doubt, you know, this is a decentralization economy, just because the, 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 the blockchain technology allows to do it. And there are many opportunities in the lending side and in the investment side. There are many protocols that are going to occur this kind of movements. Hmm. That's very interesting. And, you know, the one thing I can observe is that industries generally they don't like big changes because uh, it forces them at, in rethinking things they've done for years, many years sometimes, and that work well, uh, where they are very well established, potentially have a oligopolistic position on the market. And suddenly you have this new token economy that comes and uh, it forces a lot of institutions on the market to think what will their positioning be once this possibly becomes a new standard. So I assume in, in your context, uh, you have been thinking about this for quite a long time because you, you, know, you were one of the early banks uh, to go in this market and launch uh, and prepare the launch and launch a service related to digital assets. How long has it taken uh, to think about this opportunity, create a concrete business case, use case and business case uh, and actually implement it? Uh, when did you start thinking about this? Obviously, it takes time, you know, because um, um, it takes time, and I will, I will, I, I will have to, I will have to say that. Uh, listen, uh, in BBVA uh, group, we have a, a very nice uh, um, uh, motto that uh, I, I love this uh, this kind of uh, leitmotif. You know, uh, in BBVA, we 
our mission is, uh, is to bring the age of opportunity to everyone, okay? And that's the path that we follow in BBVA Switzerland, you know, uh, to bring the age of opportunities to everyone, creating opportunities to our customers. Because at the end of the day, you know, the most important thing that you have in a bank are customers. Without customers, you don't have access and management. That's very obvious. Yeah, yeah. It's important message, right? Yeah. And the second asset, much more important that you have in the bank is your people, the talent. Okay. So when we decided to, to, to start with this, it was um, more than two years ago. Okay. And, and, but I would say that obviously, you know, that there are many things that you need to align. But thanks God, uh, our top management is really open minded people, you know. They are not in the comfort zone either, you know. They are they are willing to understand exactly what's going on in the new space. And I think uh, I I I bless these these uh, these people because you know I think this is the name of the game. Never you know the life life never stop uh, uh, learning. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you you need to 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 keep on going, learning new activities, new opportunities. Uh, and obviously, um, you need to 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 be in, in in the same track. You you need to understand exactly what are the new opportunities. I think it's mandatory. I think it's mandatory. And and let me tell you something that I I a sentence that I really like. You know, I think it's everybody has two lives. The second one starts when we realize that we only have one. Okay. And it's, it's critical. I think uh, I think it's uh, that's the name of the game. I think um, I don't really I don't really understand when you are a big uh, incumbent bank, which is the case of BBVA, and if we see the potential opportunities, we need to approach, we need to understand, and we need to realize exactly what is the value for. Or customers, which are the most important asset in the bank, and as a consequence, for our shareholders. Okay, so uh, two years, but uh, basically because uh, all the internal control areas, you know, there are many people are around uh, compliance, uh, legal, uh, risk departments, all the control areas have been aligned from the beginning. Obviously, you know, taking into account very seriously how they have to manage. But um, on the same on the same path with the same goal, which is a place. And you know, with the, the the last twelve months and and central banks printing a lot of money and a lot of potential inflation, um, um, you know, arriving, which is not measurable in every asset class today, but you know, may at some point materialize. Do you think? that uh, this is one of the main criterions that cryptocurrencies are attractive today. And uh, what do you think are the missing elements or missing pieces that uh, could make cryptocurrencies and digital assets even more adopted? Is it precisely the fact that uh, banks are not yet uh, fully supportive of, the, of it, that, uh, that is a friction, or do you think it's something else? Uh, you know, I think, um, <clears throat> I think we are in a, in a path I think we were in, in the correct path and, and talking about uh, incumbent banks, obviously, uh, and that's, that's, my, that's my professional view. I think we are, we are in, the, in the trend to move from the evolution to the revolution. Just put one R, okay? 
evolution to revolution. And obviously there's, there's a big friction today between these 1.0 and 2.0 markets. If you trying to dip in this new space in the 2.0, okay? And you see that there's a market that never stops, you know? It's a, I would say, more efficient market, more efficient market because they have the proper technology. It is what it is. This is a fact. This is not opinion, you know? 24 hours, seven days per week. It is what it is. Some people say, you know, this is the really tiring, you know, Saturday and Sunday morning seeing how crypto uh, markets are going down. Who are going up? I don't care, you know? I think volatility is the name of the game and it's pretty obvious that this market is quite, today is quite small. You compare how big is the market for the traditional assets and how small is this new space. And since, and this is my view, since we move from the traditional assets to, the, to this new crypto space, okay, we will see lowest level of volatility. It's a question of adoption. So since we will see more, and I don't have any doubt about this. Once again, it's just my opinion, but uh, the, the incumbents banks getting into this new space, okay? Uh, I think um, the friction will reduce dramatically in the next in the next few years. Um, there are many things that obviously we need to change. Uh, we need to put in place the correct um, uh, tools, the correct protocols, the correct uh, um, matrix in order to 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 ensure, uh, in order to guarantee that everything uh, works. But no, no doubt, you know, that we will, we will be able to do it. So what you are saying is that with banks adopting cryptocurrencies and digital assets, the demand for those is going to increase, uh, I assume, both retail and, and institutional. And yeah. by having more demand, um, <laughs> the, the market will also stabilize and be less, I would say, immature uh, in its behavior. Yeah, in my view, uh, yeah, and, and maybe this is a little bit controversial, uh, but I think... Uh, for incumbent banks, it's easier, easier to move forward in this new financial space, okay, than for new digital banks. And let me explain exactly what's the reason. I know that's a little bit controversial, but I don't care. Um, I, I like sometimes being controversial. You know? <laughs> Just giving my, giving my opinion. You know, um, traditional banks, we know exactly what's going on in the 1.0. Very precise, you know. 160 years of, you know, a story for my group. So we know exactly how to manage these markets. Okay. So, and, and we have um, the critical points for a bank, as I mentioned before. We have the assets. And you know what? We have the people, we have the talent. Education is, education is key. We didn't talk about this. But uh, during this period of time here in Switzerland, I have to say, you know, that my people are getting into this, this new space. They are willing to learn. They are happy to take different courses. They know exactly what's going on in the DeFi space. This is great, you know? So since we are taking this new space, okay, from 1.0, 
and we already have customers and we already know how to manage relation with customers and how to manage relation, by the way, with regulators, which are absolutely critical in this case. And in the case of Switzerland, another bless, okay? Because Switzerland, you know, is a great ecosystem. Uh, maybe, maybe we can talk later on about this. I think, um, I think um, we have a big, big advantage. So the name of the game is, uh, I don't think that we are in a huge debate about 1.0 is going to disappear and 2.0 will be the new financial uh, industry. I don't think this is the discussion. I think 1.0 will be in the long run. That's pretty obvious. So the name of the game is how as an incumbent bank are able to combine both value proposals in the same portfolio investment to the most important asset in the bank who are the customers. Absolutely. It makes so much sense. And, you know, you speak about Switzerland being potentially special in this context. And I see we have a question uh, from one, one of our attendees. I'm, I'm reading it here. The question is, is BBVA Switzerland an innovation incubator within the BBVA group? So, um, maybe having this question in mind, um, can, what can you say about BBVA Switzerland and more generally about the Swiss market for digital asset? Do you think there is something special here? Why hasn't it been launched, I don't know, in Spain with uh, Listen, what's happening here? BBVA is a very, very innovative uh, um, bank. You know, there are many people in our headquarters that are, are really, you know, they are rockets uh, regarding innovation. It is what it is, you know. There are many people that are really high standard people, but uh, uh, obviously, you know, uh, the name of the game is to take advantage of the ecosystem, as I as I mentioned rapidly uh, before. So obviously, you know, we are we are a small bank in relation with the rest of the banks in BBA Group, and and this is a it's a very good country with a very solid framework, and we know exactly how to manage this. So trying to answer uh, the question uh, regarding crypto, obviously we have uh, great people in the headquarters that they, they have a really deep knowledge uh, in the blockchain technology, but obviously we work as a, as a team. Um, and and BBS is a small bank, you know, we stabilize our business in the wealth management side. And obviously we are taking knowledge and we are in a, in a learning curve and trying to understand and exactly how we have to manage this new space, particularly in the in the world of Bitcoin or Ethereum, or these different protocols that are going to change the 2.0 financial industry. And obviously, we will put our knowledge, okay, on the hands of our colleagues in the group, in order to spread out this experience. That makes a lot of sense. What strategy have you taken with this uh, integration of, of cryptocurrencies? Have you isolated a team that is working on this, you know, completely siloed, so no integration with what you do today on the traditional business? Or have you taken a more inclusive uh, approach where both from the people point of view, but also from a technology point of view, you're trying to merge the new world with the old world? How, how do you, what is your vision and what have you done at BBVA? Uh, our vision is that obviously um, we cannot uh, use uh, different platforms. I think it's a, it, it will be a big mistake. 
because uh, this is precisely the competitive advantage, okay? Being a traditional bank and how combine the traditional business with this new crypto space. So uh, trying to be very, very uh, precise with the answer. No, uh, we have uh, one provider um, in, regarding the, the platform. Obviously, you know, we need to, we need to have uh, different uh, providers for the, for the uh, custody and, and all these kind of things that are absolutely critical for these new digital, uh, digital assets. But um, uh, no, just focus on, on one, 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 one provider um, in the technology sites. Uh, and regarding the, the management uh, of the team, I think it's critical to put in the, in the, same, in the same ship everybody. Everybody have to be aligned, you know. I don't think it's possible to develop such a difficult project if you are not convinced 100% that all members of your management team are in the same page. Because it's, it can that be, true. It can be yeah. controversial, it can be, you know, a, a big loss of energy. And I have to say that I, I have a great, I have a great people, great people. People who are, as I, as I mentioned before, are willing to assume new challenges, uh, willing to be out of the comfort zone, willing to learn, willing to understand exactly what is the opportunities. And since, you know, obviously this is not a black or white, there are many green areas that we need to, to figure out exactly how to manage uh, this. And we have to be very careful, obviously, as well. But uh, I would say that uh, everybody in the same in the same chapter, and even more important, in the same line. Absolutely. Are, are you saying, Alfonso, that I shall be able to take my mobile phone, uh, BBVA app, and I have my, I don't know, Swiss francs, euros, maybe my portfolio of uh, equities and stocks, and I have Bitcoin next to it. Is that is that the principle? Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's it's, it's a, there's a, there's another option. There's another option. Um, obviously, when when this kind of uh, new protocols of blockchain are getting, you know, bigger and bigger. Today, the market cap of, bill, of uh, Bitcoin is uh, 700 billion, okay? Uh, Ethereum is 300 billion. Are too big to ignore, right? Are too big, yeah. too big to be ignored. And, and we are focused on these protocols, um, as, as, I, as, I said, uh, as I said before, and we will uh, deal with uh, these um, uh, crypto assets I, I rather to, to talk about crypto assets than cryptocurrencies. I don't really, I don't really like the concept of cryptocurrency because you know I think it's quite controversial. We already have currencies, you know. We have fiat currencies, and I do believe um, in the concept of crypto assets because I think it's more clean. I think it's, it's something that you can explain much better, and you can create a value. So you know, through the the block chain technology and, and with the, these uh, new protocols, uh, DeFi or um, with uh, Uniswap or, or these uh, uh, different ways, but with the concept of assets, not with the concept of uh, currency. That's, I understand. that's, my, that's, my, that's my, uh, my, my approach. Understood. And, and Alfonso, we have two more minutes and I would like to ask a you know, more like personal question, you know, a bit provocative, but uh, do okay. you think that Bitcoin has a chance of being a better store of value than gold in the future? 
Okay. Uh, no clue. No clue. Um, I I can I can give you uh, some. Um, you know, there's no discussion about uh, some characteristics about Bitcoin. Okay. And we can try to find out exactly what's the answer. But the the fact of the matter is, um, Bitcoin. You know, uh, let's. If you compare Bitcoin with gold, okay. Obviously, I don't know how much is the is the value of uh, gold today. Maybe something like uh, ten trillion. A bit more, I think. Yeah. Uh, the value of uh, the value of Bitcoin is seven hundred billion. Okay. Um, let's see what's going to happen with Bitcoin in the future. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, as I as I said before, is too big to be ignored. But there are five characteristics that I think are critical if you are trying to analyze how solid can be a reserve of value. Okay. The first one, obviously, you need to have something with a quote in the market. That's pretty obvious. And Bitcoin has a quote in the market, in the real market, in the crypto market, each single second. Okay. Second one had to be divisible, and it's pretty obvious. It throws atosis. You can. It, it, this is there's no discussion. Third one important storage. Okay, you have to find a place to storage your crypto. In this case, Bitcoin. Okay, and obviously, you know, through the wallets and through the addresses, you can you can do it. That's pretty obvious. Another one. There is not any reserve of value, okay, efficient, if you cannot transfer, transfer, okay? If, and from my point of view, this is maybe one of the most important topics. How easy is to transfer gold versus how easy is to transfer Bitcoin, okay? And let me tell you something. I can transfer Bitcoin with one finger in the app, okay? whatever place all around the world, okay? Somebody said, you know what? Bitcoin takes time. Oh my God, okay? Yeah, I know that's, you know, decentralization, very robust system, very robust system, no discussion about this, okay? Bitcoin started in 2009, we're in 2021. And the, the key question is how many fails has blockchain technology close to Bitcoin in the last years? Mm. The answer is zero, right? Yeah. So it's a very robust system that you can transfer. And the last point that I think is the most important one, even more important than transfer, is the limit. So regarding Bitcoin, we have 21 million shares. Okay? There is not more my question is do you know exactly how big are the reserve of gold obviously we know that is a very limit that's why gold was a great reserve it's been a great reserve today i don't know i don't have clue about how it's going to be the evolution in the future but i have to say that the characteristics of bitcoins are quite solid so I think it's fair to say that you're bullish um, on Bitcoin and uh, that you see Bitcoin as being a potential. I'm not. I'm not bullish. I'm not bullish on Bitcoin. I. I just saying. I just saying that uh, we think 
I think is a robust system. I think mm. it's a robust system. And uh, Adrian, this is a question of adoption. You know, if the if the adoption, if the gradual adoption is getting bigger and bigger, okay, obviously, you know, is that's the name of the game always was, you know, Bretton Woods economy, you know, what's the, yeah. what's, what's the reason that the goal was so important, by the way, with a big growth of the uh, economy in the world, because the, 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 the patron to the goal was significant and the consensus of the market was to the gold. So it's, a, it's just a question of consensus. That's why that's why I prefer to call Bitcoin as a asset, a crypto asset, in and not a, a crypto cryptocurrency. Because if if finally it's a reserve of value, if finally it's a reserve of value, I don't see anybody. You know, I I I I cannot understand what's the reason that with somebody is, is is talking about Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency just uh, for mm -hmm. managing the working capital of the company. It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. Alfonso, thank you very much for, for your time. Uh, I think it's a fascinating discussion and I'm, I'm so sad we only have half an hour. I think we will have to invite you. If you, if you can find a bit of a, uh, an additional time in the future, we'd be happy to invite you a second time. Uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity. And um, I would like to share with um, uh, all of the people that are in the call, uh, that are in the discussion, that uh, uh, next week we will have uh, a special episode where uh, Seamus Donahue will interview um, will be interviewed with uh, multiple employees of Medaco uh, in order to share our view of where the market is going in terms of uh, digital asset infrastructure. We're happy to have you in and to share um, the insider information we have on what is happening currently, what are the biggest challenges, uh, and what we think are the right solutions for this very fast-moving market. So look forward to the next episode. Thank you again, Alfonso, and speak to you next week. Thank you, Adrian, for having me here. Thank you.